Should I be waving? Are we on? <laughs> I didn't even put it in tune, and it still sounded really sounded nice. Okay. Uh, welcome everybody. This is episode twenty. Eight? No, it might be 30. It's 28. 28. It's 28. And with us, we have Dr. Joshua Levitt on the, on the, on the horn. Hey, Hi, Josh. everyone. <laughs> hey. Hello, everybody. That was some nice uke playing there. I like that. Thank you. I'm getting better. Dr. Josh is a much better um, string player than I am. And so he's uh, got like a family band. He does have a family band. Um, <laughs> oh, you guys are too kind. <laughs> they're like the Osmonds. I was thinking like the Jacksons, but not crazy. Ja- yeah. No. <laughs> I'm not quitting my day job. That's, uh, that's, we that's, should. Uh, that's, let's be real. <laughs> let's just do it. Just go along with our passions. I can play my you know, really shitty ukulele, and we can just go on tour. <laughs> um, awesome. Well, it'd yes. Be, go ahead, John. Uh, yeah, so uh, episode 28. Um, we were going to go on Facebook Live with this, but that, uh, that did not happen. Uh, so we are live here on the for podcast. nobody except Stephen and Josh. <laughs> um, and then the cam- we have the cameras back here again. So... Um, Welcome. So it's been it's been a pretty pretty good, well not so good week in the terms of news. You know everything that happened in Brussels yeah. is, is is not fun. That's that's not good stuff. Um, but uh, Megan, you're back with us again. I'm back. Uh, I'm back. And we did shoot another podcast earlier this week um, with just <laughs> me. Oh okay. Well <laughs> uh, then I don't care. Well Stephen Stephen's really big on the um, <laughs> say hello to everybody. Stephen uh, the producer. Uh, Stephen's really big on doing these podcast shorts where he catches me ranting on a few things uh, like the Yenta I oh, am. Oh oh. And so okay. if if you would have. We're an avid <laughs> podcast follower, Megan. You would notice that one was uploaded yesterday in which I talk about why I go to the same restaurant two to three times You've been a week. wanting to talk about that for I a did, while. I did. I went off on it. <laughs> and we went there last night, too, and I loved it. Um, we went there. My daughter was dressed up as a princess. Uh, is that why I saw that crown in there? That's why you saw the crown, yeah. Jo- Josh is out of the princess phase now. I don't think his, his daughter's dressed up as um, princesses anymore. Yeah, but he's about to have teenagers, so... Yeah. <laughs> it's true, yeah. We're into a whole different kind of princess. It's a whole different kind of princess in my house. <laughs> it's only going to get worse. But then it will get better, yeah. and then they'll love their yeah. dad. Like, my sister and I love our dad. <laughs> So for this podcast, we're going to get into a few different things. This is going to be, a, again, a different type of structure. Um, we actually took some questions from the audience on Facebook that was supposed to be here uh, live, and um, we just couldn't get it to work. Hopefully, I'm not giving any promises, but hopefully we have it worked out uh, f- for next week. But one of the reasons I want to have Josh on, other than him being an awesome human being, and before I get into why Josh is an awesome human being, I always forget this, um, we'll be giving away a can I say what we're giving away? Yeah, yeah you can okay. say what we're giving away. You just can't say how to win it yet. Berkey water filter. Um, these are great. I mean, these th- are awesome. They're awesome to give away. We're going to be giving away one. Uh, so just be sure to listen here in a couple minutes, and we'll tell you how you can win it. You could probably guess how to win it, but um, no, maybe we'll do something like uh, an interesting subject line or something. Okay, okay. You make it too easy. Well, you Jake. said subject line, so we're not doing an email now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, good point. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So listen more. To, Josh, do you have do you have a water filter at your house? I have a water filter. I do. It's not one of those, though. I have an under-sink mounted water filter, a little dual-stage water filter, but I think the one you're giving away is better than what I've got. Do you know I, I think I might. I want to know how to win it. <laughs> well, we'll tell you in a few minutes. <laughs> we'll tell you in a few minutes. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I'll be listening. At our old house, I actually tested the water and um, with a chlorine kit, and the water coming out of the faucet had more chlorine in it than my pool did. So I scary. actually tested the pool versus the... Now, it could tell you one of two things. It could tell you, one, that the water is really bad and, and chlorinated, which I think... It, 
regardless. Or two that I'm just your pool a real, sucks. I'm a shitty pool guy. <laughs> uh, so the uh, yeah, it actually had more uh, more chlorine in the drinking water. Now the we did move. Uh, Two years ago, a year and a half ago, in this house, I tested it with Stephen. Uh, it's uh, it seems to be normal, um, but we do have the Berkey water filter house for all the metals and everything that the one test couldn't show up with. So um, it kills viruses, it kills E. coli, it kills um, gets rid of all the lead and gets rid of a ton of heavy heavy metals, arsenic. And I've actually been told um, I haven't seen this in person, but you can pee in it, and it will filter all of that stuff out so you can drink it. So if if you happen to be where the world is ending and you need water and you need to pee, you could pee in it. And from what I hear, I mean, don't take my word for it, is that it will filter it out. So, but I think wow, it could. Ju- well, let me, let me ask the Dr. Josh here. I mean, let's get into that. <laughs> Can, like, is it safe to drink your own pee? Can you drink your own pee? Wow, we're going to go there. We're going, right, right we're at going the beginning. for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, your wife's probably looking around like, oh my God, what is he talking about? <laughs> this is, this is, you know, it's funny. I, I couldn't help but think about this, right? When you uh, mentioned peeing into your water filter, um, I could not recommend that people drink their own urine, okay. but um, it does appear to be reasonably safe. I mean, it is, of course, a waste product, right? Your body's trying to get rid of this stuff. But I have had a number of patients through the years who cautiously admit to me that they are urine drinkers. Wait, there what? Is a sort of. I am not kidding, Megan. There are a few people, and I've probably seen a handful. I would say maybe four or five people over, you know, probably close to 15 years of practice who have admitted to me that as part of their, quote, health regimen uh, or sort of treatment regimen for whatever disease, that they actually um, drink their own urine as if it's some sort of, like, uh, health cocktail. And um, this, again, this is not something I would ever recommend that anybody do. It is a waste product, but it, it, uh, it, um, it I don't think it's really going to hurt you in any, in any, um, in any great way but um but this you're talking actually some, people who literally put it in a cup like not like oh got on my finger let me taste it just to kind of see what it is man. i'm just saying like it, just i wish saying. we were streaming live i wish you guys could see our yeah. faces right now wow. Jake and i this are is, freaking out <laughs> i am telling you right now that no I is there a number oh, of people and it's not uncommon for, it, i mean it's it, it is uncommon <laughs> but uh, these are usually unusual unusual people who have latched on to some kind of kooky alternative health trend and um yeah there is a community of people out there that drink their own urine i'm not recommending it now is is let's all right let's go for the worst case example right let's just say you're dehydrated you're in the desert or like that one guy who was like bear grills the one guy who was like had his arm stuck between a rock or whatever oh yeah and he had to you know, drink his own pee does that will that actually help you if if you're in such a dire need of thirst does that help or no does it actually make it worse well i mean i think that it, you you would probably be able to extract small amounts of water and get a little bit better hydrated but the issue is if you're extremely dehydrated you're not peeing right yeah. so like so th- I, I think it's sort of almost like a false question right so like because but to when you're dehydrated to the point where drinking your own urine would actually you know be a reasonable option how much you're are you dehydrated anyways, you're yeah. dehydrated beyond the point where you're producing any significant amounts of urine at all so um i i think you know wow. it, it's 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 uh it's something <laughs> you kind of want to avoid that right but i mean you, you know, and i've you and i've had many conversations about like weird things you hear and experience and everything i've never heard this one come no up, ever. oh my god yeah. no yeah well you know we can talk about pee a little bit more so like you know Let's yes there it. are pee drinkers out there i mean we can we can post links to <laughs> to these kind of kooky alternative health pages where people actually do this. I'll give you another one that's actually more relevant to the sort of current state of affairs of health is that um, do you guys know what what the, the Latin term for diabetes, we call it diabetes mellitus. Um, that's the, the sort of full name for this very common condition. Okay. You know what it means? Mm-mm. No. Oh, well, here we go. So what diabetes mellitus means is sweet urine. And, um, and diabetes is, of course, a high blood sugar disease. And so the, uh, 
initial diagnosis, talking about pee drinking, the way that doctors used to diagnose many hundreds of years ago before we had blood sugar meters was to taste the urine. And when the urine is sweet, and this is usually in type 1 diabetics many years ago, type 2 is sort of a different problem. But nonetheless, sugar, blood glucose goes into the urine and makes it and makes it sweet. So you can uh, you could historically diagnose diabetes by a sweet taste in the urine. And also you could the old there's many old medical texts talking about um, the astute doctor being able to recognize a diabetic by finding sugar crystals, especially in men, on their shoes, right? So they would pee and the urine would drip down after they're done peeing and yeah, we hit dribble. their shoes. Because you guys are disgusting. Yeah. We dribble sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> men, are, men are disgusting beasts, you know, so they're on the edge of the rim of the toilet or even on the shoes would be would be sugar crystals after the water dehydrated off because diabetes is a sweet urine disease. And that's actually what it's called, sweet urine. So let me ask you this question. Which word means urine diabetes or mellitus oh my goodness that's a good question i think uh you know i don't know man I'm mellitus maybe i think it's probably mellitus m-e-l-l-i-t-u-s uh, so i want to use that as a verb mellitus. now in my life where i say i have to go take a mellitus real quick <laughs> <laughs> and see what people say that's, abs- that's a sweet sweet mellitus that's absolutely phenomenal I, yeah it's kind of like melody we could write a song about this jake <laughs> oh man you know sweet <laughs> mellitus <laughs> <laughs> oh god <Here> oh <laughs> uh, wow you know jeez i mean we could also have a whole podcast of like some of the weird things that you also you know have come in there um oh man and there was this one show i think a couple i don't know if it's still on because i don't watch any tv and like the, like the weird habits that people have where they would eat like you know tissues or cotton oh yeah my and, strange addiction yeah, yeah that's really weird. yeah that's actually another condition that's called pica that's actually pretty common where, where people are deficient in minerals or something it happens a lot in women in pregnancy where they want to eat like the most common is ice, but people want to eat like wood chips or dirt or sand or ashes from the fireplace, stuff like that. It's called pica, P-I-C-A. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really wish you could see our faces right now. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is amazing. We haven't even hit the list of things we wanted to discuss. Yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> we could wrap it up right now. <laughs> wow. Excellent. So, yeah. yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, if you're deeply dehydrated, you probably won't have to pee, um, but just don't drink your pee, no. right? Um, don't drink your pee and if you if you must drink your pee strain it through one of these water Berkey filters that we're water filters. <laughs> <laughs> man should we get into oh, one of those uh, i don't even want to get into kind of a do you want to do an ama dr josh and ask me anything <laughs> <laughs> i'll save i'll save that for another show when we're i'm protected by hipaa you know patient privacy laws so i don't think i can that you know i can't call i can't name names yeah. oh my gosh that's uh that's phenomenal thank you so diabetes melodies when your pee is sweet you got crystals on your shoes that's it excellent excellent so another um i love how that just happened uh so going straight from pee to maybe something else um that's actually good for you uh dr josh is an amazing amazing cook um, I could actually call him a chef too. Uh, when he comes down here and stays with us, I literally tell him and his wife, please have the kitchen. And if you wouldn't <laughs> mind, cook us some food too. Um, so, you know, Dr. Josh has a big family and it's absolutely awesome when they come down cause they just take over the kitchen, which I love. And it's, you know, make me, you know, make me whatever. And I, if, if I'm sure a lot of people didn't see this, we posted on Facebook, a, a, Visual of Dr. Josh taking, I think it was like, what, 12 eggs, maybe? 11 or 12 eggs? Oh, yeah, it was a handful. And sure. flipping that and omelet. Flipping it. it was so awesome. And it wasn't an omelet. It was actually a sunny side up, and he was doing it over easy. It was absolutely amazing. Um, I've, true, mastered, yeah. I've mastered they four. They weren't scrambled. Yeah, He's a real renaissance man, Dr. Real Josh. renaissance man. But Dr. Josh... It's all in the wrist. It's all, it's all <laughs> in the wrist. So something that he's actually really, really kind of keen on right now is the spices, right? Uh, in terms of, you know, 
what are the good spices to cook with, um, and what actually are they doing to your body, right? What, is, what are some of the health aspects of these spices that you're cooking with? And so um, I've actually asked Josh to compile a list of maybe his top five spices and herbs that he's really big and keen on right now. So, so Josh, what's, what's one? What is actually your favorite number one go-to right now? Well, first of all, salt. five is just like it's you know it, yeah salt right. Um, five is like <laughs> such a short list, right? It's it, it, I have I have. Or give uh, me your like, craziest uh, ones. Then. I have um I have you know the the very most basics, and then I have the sort of exotic stuff um, from other cultures and whatnot. So I I'd say for like let's start with the five most basic, right? Number one, um, I think high atop my list of spices that we use all the time here is turmeric, kumalanga, yes. the yellow Indian spice powder. Um, not very spicy, um, but you know kind of a um, uh, certainly rich antioxidant, powerful anti-inflammatory. I mean, this stuff is medicine, right? It's like, yeah. uh, and it's the sort of thing that, that, you know, inspired, you know, world travels and adventures all over the world. It's, it's, it's amazing to think about spices, right? Like, you know, cinnamon and cloves and ginger and garlic and turmeric, these saffron, these sorts of things. Like this was what drove the world economy for hundreds of years. And people like risked life and limb and would pay their rent or pay their mortgage or their, their, uh, you know, their bills in in black peppercorns and stuff like that. And and these days I think it's like, it's an important conversation because now we just like buy them for a buck 99, you know, at uh, at the grocery store and don't think much of those little, those little bottles sitting in our, in our, um, in our spice racks. But man, these things are like, you know, powerful, healing substances and just can transform like the most simple foods into something super special now with turmeric no with turmeric can you do you use a lot of it like do you eyeball it you know it is one of those things that's used as much as you can handle you know or how do you actually use it yeah so i'd say like you know i appreciate your comments on our on my like um my uh, my skills in the kitchen. I think it's <laughs> mostly um, it's most. I, I'm very much not like a measury recipe kind of person. Nor is my wife, who's I would argue a better cook than me. Um, and we eyeball it, right? So like we sort of smell things, we taste things as we're going along, and it's pretty rare that we're pulling out like a quarter of a teaspoon and measuring something out that way. Yeah. Um, it's a big family, and we just sort of cook big food and taste as we go along. And so we use turmeric in all kinds of different things, often. Um, are almost always in dishes that involve beans and lentils um, if we're making sort of an Indian or uh, um, Ethiopian type of flavor. Um, And uh, that's, you know, sort of where turmeric comes from is India. Um, And that's um, a flavor that's so consistent in their curries and and whatnot. Yeah. What's number two? I would say next to turmeric is probably ginger, fresh or or, or dried. We try to use it fresh. ginger for asian type of flavors Um, we always have ginger root in our house and uh, we pull off a chunk skin it chop it up and use it fresh i make tea out of ginger and then we put it when you put it when you put it in your tea how do you do you do you shred it what do you do with it when you put it in the tea or cut little mostly yeah i mostly cut little pieces so like i um you know i use like we have good knives i think it's like one of the main tools of the trade the good cutting board so like i keep my knives really sharp i sharpen them regularly and in like just a simple paring knife or even like a japanese cooking knife and chop up the ginger into tiny little bits um and we use minimal cooking utensils so i although i have a ginger grater that little ceramic dish with the little pokers on it um i mostly just chop the ginger up into tiny pieces and i usually make a tea out of it with with uh ginger a little bit of honey um some lemon juice and then sometimes a, a um, pinch of cayenne pepper another one of my top few spices too so so cayenne pepper would be number three right 
I don't think Cayenne Pepper is number three. I oh, think okay. it's number five. I got I got at least a couple we'll above Cayenne Pepper. But. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Um, it could be number three. We could shift. Yeah, it just up, talk about it. Yeah. Tell, tell me about Cayenne Pepper. Is you know the, the, the problem I have with Cayenne Pepper is you. Is it one of those things that you have to use a lot of to get the benefits of it because it's so damn hot? I mean, literally, it's just a little bit goes a long way. Indeed, it does. It's got like lots of antioxidant potential, lots of these bioflavonoid type of molecules, and there's a lot of medicine in cayenne pepper that like, um, it, and it it is limited because of you know what the medical people call pungency, right? It's just really spicy on your on your tongue, and so some people have lower tolerance for that. But a little bit does go a long way. I think you just like called that. me a wuss. <laughs> that was medical for wuss. <laughs> uh, but is Low it the ca- is it the capsaicin that's in it right now? Is that the is that the benefit? Capsaicin is the is the compound yeah. that um, that lends the heat or the pungency, right? And it's measured, you know, as, as this is another little fun fact. You know what the units of measurement for heat is in a pepper? No, it's called they're called Scoville units. And um, I think I, you know, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but like you know, Tabasco sauce has like a Scoville rating of like a hundred thousand, and then they have different peppers like habaneros are higher than that, and then the ghost pepper are these like ridiculous million Scoville yeah, okay, unit yes. things. Um, and, uh, you know, they have pepper eating contests and things like that. And, and there's a, like, you know, we, I use it like, again, to flavor a tea or to lend some spiciness, to, like Asian or even Mexican well, let me kinds ask, of flavors. Let me ask you this. Um, I was actually thinking about this the other day. Uh, well, I was actually going to the bathroom, um, cause I had something spicy and I was going to, <laughs> this is really going down. No, I was actually going to pee and I wasn't going to drink it. Um, but I was thinking to myself cause my tongue was tingly. I was thinking, what actually makes this thing hot? Like I was thinking like from a cognitive standpoint, like why do we call this hot or whatever? But then I was actually looking at it from like the scientific standpoint of my tongue. What is it that actually happens on my tongue that gives me that feeling? Because I mean, you can call it hot, you can call it tingling, you know, you don't have to necessarily say hot. Dr. Josh, do you know what it is that actually causes that? I do. Um, it, so the, the compound capsaicin in, in, the, in the pepper um, causes the release of a substance that is really aptly named. It's called substance P, and the P stands for pain. Substance P is a pain, um, a, a neurotransmitter that, me, that mediates pain uh-huh. signals. So when you put uh, a cayenne pepper, it touches a sensory nerve ending on a, on a mucosa, which can be in your mouth and can be inside your digestive tract all the way out through um, uh, you'll, you, you can feel this tingling or, or even painful sensation that's the result of substance P uh, being released. And interestingly, ca- capsaicin and, and cayenne pepper things are used medicinally because of exactly that. So you've probably heard of like uh, Asper cream or Bengay or yeah. these kind of like topical pain rubs. A lot of them have capsaicin in it. And the, the one of the reasons why they work is because you repeatedly apply them, and they repeatedly cause the release of substance P over and over and over again. So the more you apply it, the more substance P you release. And the, a, after you release more and more substance P, there's not that much left. And then when there's not that much left, you have less pain oh, from your, from your arthritis or from your – Yeah, so that's how those things work. It's like you repeatedly – it's almost like a, an interesting irony, right? Like you repeatedly stimulate the area with a, with a moderate painful stimulus until all the mechanisms by which you – feel pain are depleted and then you don't feel pain as much with the same thing work let's say i got a cut and i were to put you know (laughs) cayenne pepper in there which is probably the worst idea would the same thing happen would the same thing happen so 
you're 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 hitting on like I mean it's a great question. You're hitting on an old naturopathic idea that's called counter irritation. That you, if you have pain, if you if you stimulate the area around yeah. a painful spot, like people do it with bee venom sometimes, like yeah. bee, bee you know bee stings, or historically people would like take a, an arthritic joint and whip it with um, stinging nettles, the which really you know it hurts it superficially, but but the answer is yes. It's called counter irritation, and you can like stimulate an area to the point where um, you become almost like desensitized and that's exactly what capsaicin does awesome what's number four um i think number four is cinnamon that's a good one i just actually started putting that in my chili too and you know the which is good uh dr josh gave me that idea the problem is it has a tendency to get more powerful as the days go on so um like the next day when i tried the chili it was really overpowered with cinnamon so um and then also, before Josh gets into the benefits of it, um, what I've started doing is I have a little espresso machine or my coffee maker. And the problem is people want to put cinnamon in their coffee. When you put cinnamon in your coffee, you, you get the little, you know. Gritty. Gritty, right? It gets everywhere. And it's, it's kind of just like swallowing it, whatever. If I put the cinnamon grounds into, let's say, the porta filter from the espresso thing with the grounds, or if I put it within the filter of the coffee maker and brew it, oh, my God. It's <laughs> unbelievable. I mean, because now instead of having like, these little, like, pockets of cinnamon now the whole thing just it's not overpowered. it's infused that's excellent and so <laughs> i love doing that now but go, go on josh why, why would i put nice, cinnamon nice. in there <laughs> so i mean cinnamon's great stuff and let me just add to your like coffee ground thing one of the other spices that's not actually on my list i will promise i'll get back to cinnamon is cardamom um and uh cardamom is these little pods and super super fragrant so if you crack open one cardamom pod and um and break it up into a powder and throw that in your uh in your coffee grounds yeah. you will be amazed that's a very middle eastern okay um, cardamom. kind of far far eastern thing to put into your coffee yeah cardamom and coffee is a super nice combination far east far um, out <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally yeah, it's really good really good stuff um so cinnamon i mean cinnamon is is, is amazing stuff again bioflavonoids antioxidants its main medicinal use that it's famous for is for glycemic control blood sugar control uh, in diabetes and anybody who has um, high blood sugar so cinnamon um, appears to uh, help people with regulation of their blood sugar it lowers blood sugar quite significantly in some people and has some um, it also effects on uh, improving lipid panels like cholesterol the good kind and the bad kind cinnamon's great stuff awesome and number five i think is has got to be garlic. Ooh, that's yeah. a good one. I like it. Um, now, you know, no, garlic powder or actually uh, garlic itself, like raw garlic? You know, I, I think whenever possible, I think it's better to use the spice or herb in its whole form. Um, so I have garlic. We have a little garlic holder. It's like this little ceramic pot thing. I don't know why it's good for storing garlic. It has holes in the side. I think it lets air in or whatever. And we try to keep fresh garlic bulbs um, on hand at all times. But I also do have garlic powder, which uh, certainly works in a pinch. The better processing oh, would be more... Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> That's good, right? In a pinch. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You're quick. <laughs> Nothing gets by Jake. <laughs> um, yeah, I, tr I prefer the fresh. Um, awesome. But like I say, the uh, the powdered variety is fine um, if fresh is is for whatever reason unavailable. You can tell the difference. I mean, it's just so obvious. Think of ginger, think of garlic, any of the spices that come ground. If you chop open a fresh 
uh, clove of garlic and hold it to your nose compared to dipping your nose inside that garlic powder yeah. thing. It's a complete, completely different experience. Now, give me, and you don't have to go into the benefits of each or, or keep it quick. Give me some, give me like three that are completely off the wall that people would think, huh, why would, you know, I never even thought of that. Uh, spices that I use, you mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I would say some of the more unusual ones, uh, one that I've been a big fan of lately in cooking that you only need a tiny amount of is saffron. Yep. Um, saffron, the most expensive herbal medicine on the planet. Um, I think it's uh, pound for pound one of maybe the most expensive substances that you can get. Just a few threads will do it. It's sort of a orangey red thread-like yeah. thing. It's very hard to harvest. So we use saffron again in um in indian and or asian cooking and and it's great it has a, a lot of benefits especially in terms of mood like uh, a lot of um, antidepressant anti-anxiety uh, and people make tea out of it there's a lot of nutritional supplements that have it in there so saffron is probably a big one on my list yep um other unusual ones well i mentioned cardamom in the coffee um which i think is a great a great thing too we use organic green cardamom seeds yep and then how about fenugreek? That's another one. I've never of. even heard of that. Fenugreek. I'm yeah. aware of that. Oh, what yeah, is yeah. it? Fenugreek is an interesting one. Um, it's, it's a seed. It's a fairly hard seed. You need to crush it. and It's, it's nice roasted. Fenugreek, it, it, yeah, really interesting kind of maple flavor. Here's a couple of weird when things. When you pee, it smells like maple syrup. Cool. Exactly right. You got it. When you drink, when you eat or drink fenugreek uh, seeds, your urine will smell like maple syrup, and um, and that's an odd thing. And it also medicinally, for those of you who are uh, pregnant and or lactating, um, the fenugreek seeds is really good at increasing milk production in women who are breastfeeding. Yeah. So um, a, when Gina when Gina was breastfeeding, she actually went through this rough time where she didn't know if she could produce anymore, and she tried fenugreek. And it, I mean, just in a few doses, really, like you know, <laughs> okay. like geyser. And uh, I'm sure I'm sure she appreciates. But this. I guess I, I but I think there was also like a side effect to it, kind of like it, it hurt her stomach for a little bit, but it was actually able to get things going. Wow. So yeah, that's fenugreek. so interesting. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. Yep. Awesome, Josh. Thank you for thank you for the spice update. Um, yeah, for sure. Now we're gonna go for a, a question from that we have here for Dr. Josh. This is from uh, Paula Brown Nelson from Facebook. Thank you, Paula. Um, we'll, we're gonna send you a free bag of coffee too. Uh, she wants to know how can we know where to find healthy foods when most of the world's food supplies have been contaminated with chemicals, pesticides, and heavy metals. I know that this one could be something that we talk about for a very long time. Uh, but Dr. Josh, if you had to keep this one concise, uh, how can we get healthy foods when most of the world's food supplies have been contaminated with chemicals, pesticides, and heavy metals? Yeah, she's so right. It's sad, right, that our oceans and our fields and our soil are also contaminated. Um, it really, I mean, there's, there's, this is a huge case to be made for organic foods. Um, organic foods are grown in soils um, without, um, without pesticide application, herbicide application. So that's a really good place to start. Um, and perhaps even better than organic foods, if you live in a place where there's local uh, farmers markets, um, that's probably the very best place where you can actually talk to the person or people who grow the food. There's a thing called CSA, Community Supported Agriculture, where local farms will put together packages of foods um, during the growing season and um, I would say shop local and if you can't shop local shop organic is a really good place to start CSA boxes are great it's so exciting too because when you get them you have like no idea what to expect most of the time and sometimes it encourages you to cook with things that you would never normally even think to get awesome I totally agree and it's like sometimes you know you'll get a box and it's like got a whole bunch of beets or mm -hmm. rutabaga, rutabagas yeah. or something and you're like oh i guess we're gonna learn about beets this week yeah it's so cool it, 
It is. It's, it inspires sort of like spontaneity and creativity and cooking. I'm, I'm a huge fan of CSAs. And even, I mean, I live in Miami Beach, and so it's kind of hard to find like good farmers markets and stuff. And they're even available down. I mean, they're pretty much available all across the country, even if you Google like local CSA boxes. And one th- one thing I want to point out, it's something that Josh and I talk about a lot, which is, uh, and I, we answered this question absolutely phenomenally. But for also those people that let's say don't have access to it, right? Um, it's if you can't get organic food. It's not necessarily, all right, fine, just go get processed food and go to the fast food place, right? It's still getting whole foods first. Uh-huh. Getting, and I'm not saying the, rest, the, 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 the grocery store, I'm talking about just like whole foods first. Get your broccoli going, you know, making sure you're eating, you know, fruits and vegetables, et cetera. And then, you know, comes the next step of the, then you got to con- be concerned about, you know, let me go organic and how can I do all these different things? And so I think that's, that's important to know for people so that when they first jump in, they're like, oh my God, I don't know where to start. Organic food's so expensive. What should I do? Start with whole foods first. And once you start getting that, then you'll kind of start moving towards the, the organic, uh, you know, pesticide-free, chemical-free, and hopefully get some things without any metals in there too. So, I fully agree. I mean, it was that's a little like a tangent slightly from Paula's question, but it's such a good point to bring up. I, I would always much prefer that a person eat vegetables, um, even if they're conventionally grown, than not eat vegetables just because they're not organic. I right. mean, the, 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 it's, it's a point well taken. Um, excellent. So Paula Brown, we will send you, Paula Brown Nelson, we'll send you a bag of coffee, and I hope that Dr. Josh's answer was sufficient enough. Uh, so now we're going to tell you how you can actually win the Berkey water filter. Speaking of metals, um, getting in them out of the water, see, it's ah. a good segue. Um, we're going to actually tell you how you can do it. And the way you can do it is pretty easy. Um, we're doing a lot on Twitter now. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you could tweet me, if you, if you could tweet me, at Jake Surfs, and just ask me a question for the next podcast. You will be registered to win a three hundred dollar uh, value Berkey water filter. So go on Twitter and send Jake a message. His account is at Jake Surfs. For those of you who are not familiar with Twitter, make sure that you include your question in the same message as tagging Jack. Uh, Jake, yeah, who's Jack? Okay. <laughs> uh, and then jo- Dr. Josh is also on Twitter too. Dr. Josh, what is your? Where can people find you on Twitter? Um, gosh, that's a good question. I, I don't know my <laughs> at my, Joshua my Levitt ND. Okay, there you go. At Joshua Levitt ND, the little at symbol, and then my name, J O S H U A L E V I T T N, as in naturopathic D. Yeah. Joshua Levitt ND. Awesome. And Megan's on there too. If you I'm want. on there. Megan Harris TV. Uh, so we want to actually get into a few other uh, uh, reader submitted questions. Because last week on our podcast, we asked people to submit questions. Yes. Yes. So this is actually not a, nor- a new format we did this last <laughs> week. So thank you, Megan. You lied. I lied to these people. <laughs> I apologize. Um, you know, one of the questions I actually get a lot, and this is um, one from Lynette and Samantha. Um, they're both regarding meditation, and I will ask them all together and then kind of give you a quick sum up of them. Um, there are many different forms of meditation. Which one do you find most beneficial and why? Is there science behind your answer or just a personal preference? And Samantha also asks, I have such a problem relaxing my mind during meditation. Any tips with how to quiet those thoughts? Um, so the form of meditation that I do is called Keeley meditation. And what that actually does is you find a way to uh, get out of what you know your brain function, which is your everyday intellectual ones and zeros, you know, addition, subtraction, you know, uh, type of world and you get into more of a, a mind slash feeling state 
And, you know, some people call it, you know, getting into present, getting getting into the now. And the Keeling Meditation really helps you do that. Um, is there science behind it? Absolutely, yes, because this is actually pretty cool. Um, the University of California, San Diego, um, the med school there is actually teaching the doctors. And this is pretty cool, Josh. I think I told you this. UCSD Med School is actually teaching the doctors Keeling Meditation there. Wow. And so for, for twofold. One is to have them help out their uh, their patients and teach them the same the same uh, meditation uh, meditation practice, um, but then two because Dr. Josh, what is the number one uh, concern about current MDs out there? The number one concern them themselves burning out. That's exactly right. And so what they're trying to do is they're teaching these doctors on how to not burn out. And so by practicing Keeling meditation and you know getting into the still point, uh, it really can help them out. So yes, science is actually behind that uh, because not just because, but you know, to give an example that the med school is actually teaching that to um, to their doctors, which is absolutely awesome. Um, I have such a problem relaxing my mind during meditation. Any t- tips on how to quiet those thoughts? Yes, it would just stick to it, right? And it's for me before I found any type of um, uh, a benefit, you could say. Um, it took about three months for me, but that was doing it every day, twice a day, you know, five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. Um, so the best thing I could say is stick with it um, and don't beat yourself up. Um, there's plenty of times when I meditate now that uh, I can't really calm my chatter. It just kind of gets in the way and you just chalk that up as, you know, hey, I tried. Like it, I compare it to when I played soccer. Um, you know, you'd have good practices, bad practices, uh, but, you know, you kind of look at your success as a whole. And as long as you're sitting down to do it, you know, good on you. That's absolutely excellent. That's a really good point because I even find myself sometimes when I try and meditate or when I'm in Savasana and yoga at the end, you know, final resting pose, sometimes you can get really frustrated if you can't clear your mind. And then all of a sudden that becomes the main thing you're thinking about. So I actually, I got um, another Keely meditation book. I actually got a couple of them in. I'm going to give you one. I want one. And then you can start doing it too. Um, So Samantha and Lynette. I'm going to be like coming in here on a cloud, like so enlightened. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Samantha and Lynette, thank you very much. I appreciate the questions and I hope those helped. Um, And we have one more question that we had, which is from Anita Shulke, I think. Um, and she says, I am new to the Alternative Daily. Can you tell me more about the company? Are you small or large group? Where are you located, et cetera, et cetera? Wow, she really wants to know all the et cetera. She does. So we're growing. Um, so Alternative Daily started off with me. Um, I've, <laughs> given my, <laughs> I've given my story plenty of times. And now it's me too. And, now <laughs> and it's here me. we are. This is us. Uh, and it started about six years ago. And it's grown into from just me to now we have about 15 employees. Um, and this is big news. I haven't made this public yet, but uh, we actually opening up our headquarters in Juneau uh, Beach, Florida. Uh, I, think I, about that? I had to hesitate. You remember you know what? They could find it out. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so we're actually opening up our headquarters here in South Florida um, where we actually have a few folks in there working. So um, absolutely excited about that um, because it's going to give a place uh, for people to come to. Now, currently we have a lot of virtual people. I'm a big, big, big proponent of virtual work as well because it creates a very, very easy um, lifestyle for, for employees and people that, you know, you do work with um, and it's very low anxiety levels. Um, the one thing that you don't get though is that person to person interaction as much. And so I always try to make a, uh, a habit of us all getting together at least once a year. And that's everybody internationally I have people from all around the world that work for us. So um, the alternative daily is growing, expanding. And as you know, some of you guys have seen, um, we're also doing some other content outside of health. We're doing some breaking news. You know, we broke some news. We weren't the first ones to do it, but you know, we covered the Brussels um, attacks and uh, we a lot of politics. 
not a lot, a but medium uh, amount of medium politics. politics. <laughs> um, and so it's all part of uh, our growth and everybody seems to like it. So uh, welcome aboard everybody who's, who's, who's recently liked our page and liked our, uh, liked our site. And, uh, but you get to hear some really cool things, especially from the health side with, with Dr. Josh and, uh, and, and throughout our, all of our podcasts. And we're expanding out our verticals too, um, in terms of how we're getting, giving you guys our content. So if you don't want to be in our email list with you know, 2 million other like-minded folks, um, you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on YouTube, you can find us on, I'm on Snapchat too. <laughs> uh, Not letting that one Cardi go. Dot Jake. I'm, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm in it to win it on that one. Um, I was Snapchatting the other day with Gina and, uh, not with Gina, but I was, I don't know if you saw this, but I live Snapchatted a recipe. And Dr. she Josh, was like you yelling at there, you. You need to get on there more often, Dr. Josh. <laughs> and I was literally showing how I was making my vegetarian chili and I was doing it and Noah was sleeping. So I was kind of like whispering into it. And then I flashed it over to Gina and she got so mad. She just grabbed the phone out of my hand. I was like, what? I'm just trying to, you know, live Snapchat my recipe. She's kind of gave me that look of just like, what are you doing? So, um, so you can, you know, so we're expanding all in different, um, content distributions to get you guys some more content out there. Um, in addition with these podcasts that we do at least once a week now, maybe more Stephen wants to do. Uh, but yeah, so that's, that's kind of the story, um, of the alternative daily. Uh, Dr. Josh, um, any, any final thoughts, anything that you want to kind of, you know, jive on or are we good? Um, I think we're pretty good. I mean, I can talk, for, I can talk all day. That's sort of what I do. I <laughs> That's why we love you. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I think it's, I think it's remarkable. And, you know, to follow up on that last question, it, it, you know, it's, it's a, it's an amazing thing, the alternative daily to be able to have the reach that it has and be able to give this sort of good quality, interesting sort of in, in a lot of times lighthearted and fun, um, content to so many people it's yes. a, it's, a, it's a it's an honor and a privilege really. thank you and then dr josh is also running um a company called up wellness and dr josh can you explain to us just a little bit about what up wellness is and where we can find it yeah so um thank you for the plug up wellness um is really all about what it what its tagline is which is about nutrient rich living we have a number of really high quality nutritional supplement products you can find up wellness and the blog and all this good information including video and articles at upwellness.com um, and also a facebook page that is uh that is just now growing um and um i think it's a really great venue to talk about natural medicine and alternatives to conventional pharmaceuticals um and the way that i approach healthcare just in my office but uh on an, in an online kind of venue cool awesome awesome and uh dr josh can you just tell us quickly too because this is a really cool story um about how the word up wellness came to be yeah, absolutely. So I am, am a Southern California native and an old surfer. Um, and uh, as you probably heard, and you can tell from Jake's um, handle there on Twitter, Jake surfs as a surfer too. And we were talking uh, about an oceanographic phenomenon that's called an upwelling. And what an upwelling is, is, um, is when the nutrient depleted water at the top of the, of the surface of the ocean, the warmer water that the sun's been beating down on, is pushed out towards the sea and replaced by colder nutrient rich water from below that then becomes the food and the fuel for all the microorganisms in the entire food chain in the water. That's called an upwelling. And what surfers experience when they feel an upwelling is a cold patch in the ocean. Anybody who's been in the ocean is ever experienced this yeah. before there's certain areas where it's just like whoa it's way colder right here or at this beach than it is in just a beach down the road and that's the result of an upwelling where you have this nutrient rich infusion from below coming up and replacing the nutrient poor water at t on the top so we thought of what a fitting analogy that is right like nutrient rich infusions is really what up wellness our, our our health and wellness company is all about and uh it's an old surf analogy so that works really well um for me and for jake and um 
and uh, and really just a fitting um, a moniker for uh, for a health and wellness company like it is. That awesome. is a really really cool story. It is a really cool story. That's awesome. Awesome, but it but I will tell you as a surfer, upwelling kind of sucks. sucks. I was God. thinking that. <laughs> like, and, even like in the heat of the summer when you're expecting to just jump in, and it's like, oh my God, what happened? It's uh, yeah. it gets cold, and I don't know if a lot of people know this too, because there's a thermocline, you know, about ten to fifteen um, feet below the surface of the water. Whereas you're kind of like swimming down with your snorkeling, whatever. If you get to the ten or fifteen feet, you can notice like there's a easily five to eight degree drop wow. in terms of uh, temperature. It's crazy. So, and to, to come full circle on this, you know, you just got to pee in your wetsuit. You know? <laughs> that is true. You know? Look at that. And, that is true. And, and, and then you're all set. Just never poop in your wetsuit. <laughs> it all comes that's full circle. It all it comes, comes full, full circle. circle. Awesome. Well, Dr. Josh, uh, they can find you on Twitter. Uh, I'll do it for you since I don't know if you got it. Uh, <laughs> at Joshua Levitt. That's L E V I T T N D. Uh, and that's how I can find you on Twitter. Um, Facebook Up Wellness page, I think, is facebook.com slash upwellness. And, uh, you know, our, you can see, where else can you find us, Megan? You can find us online at thealternativedaily.com. And we are on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Pinterest. How and can, YouTube. And YouTube. Where, what's our YouTube address, Stephen? The Alternative Daily. YouTube.com <laughs> slash The Alternative Daily. Does that work? Yeah. Or just, yeah, that's it. And then what, <laughs> what can they win and how can they if win it? If you want to win a Berkey water filter valued at $300, send Jake a tweet. Tweet him at Jake Surfs. Ask him a question that you want us to answer next week on the podcast, provided he doesn't do one without me before then. Josh, you got your guitar with you? I got my guitar with Let's me. Let's do it. Can you play us out? I'll play it out. Yeah. Have a good one, everybody. Bye, Dr. Josh. Bye.